Um, after receiving the photograph, uh, independently, I then got a call, uh, correct that, email from Standeo down in Australia, commenting also on this ejecta. And so I've got Standeo from Australia online here, and we'll talk to him about it in a moment. Uh, two other things of note. This one's really wild. As you well know, during a reverse speech program the other night, at 1.26.21 in the morning, one of my studio cams, while we were doing reversals on Harlot, took a photo, uh, photograph of me that you just simply can't account for. Now, about 14 or 15 photographs submitted by listeners who are convinced they have used Photoshop or something to see whatever it is in the picture have been submitted and are on the website right now trying to figure out what this apparent apparition by my head is. <laughs> it may be like a giant Rorschach test. I have no idea. But let me add to the coincidence. Something today really blew me away. Actually, last night, late, and I've been holding it and wanting to tell you, you're not going to believe this. Let us add up the coincidences, all right? My camera has been taking these photographs, tens of thousands, for at least a half a year now, and we have never had a photograph uh, showing anything remotely like that photograph under the same lighting conditions with art, wearing the same watch and the same uh, everything. So can you uh, look at the possibility of a reflection? Answer to that is, I think not. Whatever it is in that picture, and I don't claim to know what it is, it is not a reflection. Item two, the photograph was taken while we were doing a, a show on reverse speech, right? And reversing a harlot. And now the final item called to my attention late last night. Uh, did anybody happen to notice, get a piece of paper and write this down for me, okay? Write it down for me. The time this photograph was taken was precisely, and the time hack is on the picture, so you can't argue about that. The time the photograph was taken was 1, 26, and 21 seconds, or the numbers 1, 2, 6, 2, 1, right? Did anybody out there notice that if you read these numbers in reverse, you get one, two, six, two, one? <laughs> you get, in other words, the exact same combination of numbers, uh, forward and reverse. It just adds a little to the mystery. <laughs> I flipped out when I, when somebody uh, finally called that to my attention. One twenty-six twenty-one is one twenty-six twenty-one in reverse. <laughs> That's the time hack on the photograph. I've been telling you now for some time about Snappy. It is a remarkable product. 
that anybody with a PC simply can't live without. I mean, it's it's $99, and if you have a PC and you don't have one of these, then you're in the dark ages in more ways than one. This will take video from any source, camcorder, TV, VCR, doesn't matter, and put it into the Snappy, and the Snappy plugs right into your parallel port on your printer, and then when you see something you want, because they've got this wonderful 3.0 software, it puts a picture of a TV screen up on the monitor. When you see what you want as a still photograph, you hit the mouse button and away you go. Snappy has won 25 major awards so far. Accolades in every PC kind of magazine you can imagine. Uh, people calling it the best peripheral of the year, comparing it to a $20,000 digital camera. And none of these accolades are off the mark. They're all right on. If you want to see Snappy, see it on the web at www.play.com. Or better yet, go to a good computer store near you and Snappy one up at $99. Are you having arthritis pain? If so, listen carefully. The New York Times said glucosamine and chondroitin sulfate can help with arthritis assist formula. You can get them at a literal fraction of what you'd pay in stores. And now a third nutrient, gelatin, full of exactly the same kind of thing that builds cartilage in your body, keeping bone from rubbing against bone, which causes arthritis. Here's the deal straight out. You order a 90-day supply of arthritis assist, by the way, when you do, you get a pain relief cream that gives you immediate relief as you go to work both on the short and long-term problems together. The number to call, 1-800-232-5665. That's 1-800-232-5665. In today's world of shaky currencies, massive borrowing, and higher interest rates, it might be time to get a little old-fashioned with your money. Time to buy gold. Most investors know that gold is a good investment during times of inflation. Actually, gold is a hedge against all forms of economic uncertainty. Gold's value went up 800% during the inflationary 70s, 15% during the market crash of 87, and 70% during the Great Depression. The Swiss refer to gold as the ultimate currency since it retains its purchasing power when all else fails. Eventually, all paper currencies inflate and fail. Even the celebrated Swiss franc has lost over 50% of its buying power since 1945. No paper currency is immune. Gold, on the other hand, will buy everything today that it bought 20, 50, even 100 years ago. So, their effect on your personal net worth it's time to face facts. Call North American Trading at 1-800-359-4255 and ask for their free information on buying gold safely and privately. Remember, 1-800-359-4255, North American Trading, America's trusted name in private hard assets. You don't have to be rich to own gold, just smart. All right, now, again, there has been a large ejecta which is something more than a flare on our sun. Uh, here all the way from Perth, Australia, I think, is Stan Dale. Stan, hello. Hi, Art. How are you going? Uh, I'm, I'm Well, I'm going. <laughs> Constantly going like the um, 
ever-ready uh, battery. Are you looking over your shoulder? Uh, I'm constantly looking over my shoulder, Stan. <laughs> There's no question about it. Listen, uh, I got a picture earlier today which was a jaw-dropper for me, but I'm not an expert on the sun. Uh, it looked pretty damn violent, and I just went, wow. Uh, then I, and I sort of filed it in the back of my mind and kept the photograph until I got an email earlier today or this evening from you and uh, then scrambled, of course, to get phone number again. Uh, and here you are. So tell us, um, what's happened uh, up there on the sun? Well, uh, we've had a quiet period of about um, 10 days, a relatively quiet period. And uh, we're now coming into about 14 to 15 days of uh, what we will expect will be some uh, fairly significant uh, activity on the sun. The next three or four days, um, there is none, as far as geomagnetic activity, there's none forecast for us here. Um, and the solar kind of activity is going to be stable to moderate for the next three to four days, we think. However, that flare, which is flare number or site number 8124 on the sun, um, is extraordinary. And the photograph that you're talking about is also extraordinary because it formed a, uh, you know, a bright spot, um, star on the uh, digital camera when it took the photograph and produced um, kind of a black and white uh, analogy of what's called Newton rings or the circular rings around a bright spot on a camera, uh, camera lens. And if you go to that, uh, I think you're linked into it on the um, Soho site on your site. That's right. Uh, on my site, we're linked into there, but also into the uh, Lockheed missile um, data for that same satellite, which shows it in reverse and much bigger. And you can see rings like probably 30 or 40 rings around that eruption, which are light rings that formed on the plate uh, of the uh, satellite when the light image hit it. And, and this whole thing formed uh, from woe to go in about four hours when it, um, it zapped up. May I ask uh, you, uh, Stan, is this, you said you used the word flare, and I'm not sure that I understand the distinction between a flare and ejecta. Is this uh, a flare or is this ejecta, and what is the difference? Well, the ejecta is when uh, material comes from the um, cor uh, the coronal um, um, area and breaks free of the magnetic field loops that are binding it to the surface of the sun, and it throws it out away and, and, and just ejects it off the sun completely. Now, this doesn't always occur when you have a very bright flare, but in this case, the flare is... Um, uh, the polarity of it is more one way than the other, and it's, it's probably um, tumbling. And it produced a very bright X-ray output, which is what uh, you see on that Soho photograph on your site uh, from from Lockheed there. And this uh, usually is a precursor to some sort of coronal mass ejection, something this bright, um, because it's not yet pointed at us; it hadn't passed us or anything. Uh, we probably, if it ejected right now, uh, or if it has ejected, we will not get anything except the light and X-ray from it. If it waits another three or four days and does it, uh, like we had one in the uh, first week of November, then, yes, we could see um, debris hitting us, uh, small high-speed dust particles or protons or whatever, uh, four or five uh, days after the, the event. Um, but what we're looking at is that that whole side of the sun coming around now is, has been very active uh, in this uh, solar cycle, and it's it uh, already promises that uh, in the next month or two, we're probably going to see some really spectacular flares and ejections. Um, try to understand that the sun is kind of round, and 
when it shoots bullets off, you know, or magnetic loops break free and take debris with them out of the, the, the coronal shell, uh, it has to be pointed somewhat in your direction or, you know, nearby in the magnetic field for it to actually bother Earth. So there's a little hit and miss in this. Uh, even though you see it, it may not do anything except shoot X-ray and various other light uh, frequencies at you. So I don't know that go panic just yet, but it certainly looks like uh, we're leading up to some sort of a precursive event um, to um, a an Earth-based kind of uh, drama, you know, a disaster. Perhaps like what uh, Dames and some of these others have said, not that I, uh, you know, uh, can testify to their accuracy, but it's... Nor, nor, nor can I, uh, Stan. I, you know, I listen to my guests, and uh, Ed Dames' predictions are unnervingly, uh, it seems accurate to me. Uh, so when I heard about this giant event on the sun, I said, wow, mm. I know a guy who said something like that was going to happen. And what he said about it was that it would be a precursor. It's strange he'd use that word, Art, because, um, uh, you know, um, uh, biblical prophecies do indicate there's going to be a precursive disaster. And I guess you could relate it to a solar and uh, even alien encounter type things and economic failure, which will... Um, kind of get people ready for a new world order at the hands of someone who can solve their problems. And I think that's probably why I would call it precursor, because this ain't, uh, sorry, this ain't, this, this isn't anything yet. Uh, uh, whatever's going to happen will scare us, but uh, the real difficult things will come later in that seven-year period uh, that they speak of as the tribulation. Okay. So I think it's precursive. Okay, uh, yeah, and that's the other thing that uh, caught my attention was the two of you is of an event that is not pointed at Earth. However, if this is a precursor flare to an ejecta that would occur in several days, then uh, we might be reporting back to you on something else again. Is that a fair explanation, Stan? That's a fair explanation. I think you've done the right thing, putting the link up on your site, same as we've done, so that people can check daily. And I'm sure that uh, Lockheed or... Noah or so someone will say, look, uh, we think we've got an event here when it does happen. Well, um, in that case, my friend, I thank you for the report, and you can bet at the moment anything else happens, uh, we'll be back on you uh, just like that. Thank you, Art. Have a good day. Uh, take care, Stan. That's Stan Dale in Perth, Australia, and I thought I should get that report out. Now, again, you can see the photograph. Uh, the X-ray version of the photograph on the Soho link, which is available now on my site. So I'm giving you a lot of reasons to go to the website. I hope she holds up. <laughs> that is a fascinating photograph. In fact, you may want to archive it, the one of the sun. And uh, you can also then, of course, link to Standeo on our links page. And he has yet a second one, which is, uh, he says, even more uh, dramatic. Again, I am still somewhat disconcerted by the person who reports to me that, that I'm putting it in quotes, ghost photograph, and I'm not saying it's a ghost. All I know is, and a, a number of people have written to me, no, I was not at the time smoking, because a lot of people said, well, I'll smoke. Uh, number one, I was not smoking. And uh, number two, 
Uh, that would be, and I, I smoke in here all the time. As a matter of fact, I'm about to light one up right now. You talk about political, politically incorrect. Let's see how this one goes. There you go. Smoking right now. <laughs> and the smoke never, ever shows up uh, in, in the way it did in that photograph. Now, you may think of it what you will. Many other people say, well, it's some sort of reflection. I don't think so. Uh, but I'm, on the other hand, not prepared to say that it was an apparition either, because I don't know. I don't know. This is one of those unknowns. All I know is that photograph is extremely anomalous. Period. Now, a whole bunch of people have made things out of it and gone in with Photoshop and looked at it a hundred different ways. I think it's personally like a giant Rorschach test. And they've put about 14 images of what they found up on the site. And I've heard everything from two women's faces to horns to gray aliens to you name it. And people have seen it in that photograph. I don't know. Here are the facts that I do know. One, that photograph was taken as we did reversals of Harlot on a reverse speech program. Two, it cannot be easily uh, nor practically in any way accounted for. Three, it occurred at 126.21, which meant nothing to me until I got a fax earlier today saying, Hey, Art, 126.21 is 126.21 in reverse as well. Now I thought, hmm, <laughs> that's a fairly serious coincidence. Now listen, at the top of the hour, we're going to talk with uh, somebody I've been waiting a long time to talk with, and that is Dr. Napoleon A. Chagnon. Chagnon, I hope that's correct. Uh, he is a uh, a professor of anthropology at the University of California at Santa Barbara. And the good doctor is an expert on the Yanomama people and has a radically different point of view than an expert I had on, uh, on Dreamland. Now, who are the Yanomama people? They are a tribe in the rainforests of South America. And they are not like us. In fact, by our standards, they are savage. Uh, by our standards, they might even be uh, considered to be murderers for their practice. Or practices, I guess I should say. And the big argument, and I think an interesting argument, is what should be done, if anything, about these people? Should we go in with Bibles and evangelize them and teach them the ways of Christianity? Or should they be left alone and perhaps studied, as the good doctor, I'm sure, will suggest should be the case? In other words, should we be adhering to, in essence, the prime directive? No, their behavior would not a fit well in New York City or Los Angeles or even Pahrump, Nevada. But on the other hand, who are we? Hmm? Who are we to say they are all wrong in everything they know and everything they believe 
and have developed independently is all wrong and everything we know is all right. I don't know. It is a huge and interesting controversy, and I think uh, Dr. Shagnon uh, will be a welcome guest. So we'll do that at the top of the hour. But a lot of images and the sun picture up there to worry you, all at www.artbell.com. Bottom of the hour, open lines when we come back. This is Coast to Coast AM. In the Kingdom of Nye, from east of the Rockies, dial 1-800-825-5033. That's 1-800-825-5033. From west of the Rockies, including Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, and New Mexico, call Art at 1-800-618-8255. That's 1-800-618-8255. First-time callers, dial Art at area code 702 this is Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. Now again, here's Art. Once again, here I am. Good morning. Tell me, how would you make the call on the Yanomamo people? How would you make the call? Do we, in essence, uh, exercise the prime directive and leave them alone? Or do we convert them to what we are? Or, you know, teach them the laws of our civilization. I really am not sure of the answer myself. It really is a tough call, and that's what we're going to be discussing uh, next hour. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Uh, this is Barbara from uh, Riverside. Hi, Barbara. How are you? I'm okay. Oh, well, I've tried to get on to you for about two years now. <laughs> well, here you are, Barb. What's up? Um, I like your music, uh, but have you ever heard of uh, uh, a record put out by Artie Shaw called Gloomy Sunday? No, I haven't. And on the other side, it's um, uh, Nightmare. No, no. I, if I haven't heard of side one, then it goes I wouldn't have heard side two. It was on an old 45. Well, I'm old enough to have played plenty of 45s in my day, believe me. But you never heard of that? Never heard of it. But I wanted you to, uh, to know that you're being bled over. Bled over? Uh-huh. Sometimes I'm bled out. Uh... Well, well, I mean on your station. Oh, I see. And station. uh I thought you'd like to know that. Tell your engineer. Okay, I'll, I'll tell my engineer. I right, thank you for the call, Barbara. And take care. You see, there are many engineers. Uh, what we have, Barbara, is a network, actually. 
And we have almost 400 radio stations out there. So it is the engineer of the station that you are listening to who would be the one who would be concerned or should be concerned about that. But that occurs in radio. That's AM for you. Bleed over. Uh, a lot of talk is beginning to move to FM. There's a big move on uh, to get the talk on FM, and where it is being done, it is succeeding wildly. First time caller line, you're on the air. Hi. Hi. Uh, turn your radio off, please. It's gone. There you go. <laughs> where are you? I am in Kalinga, California. Uh, and my name is Kitty. Hi, Kitty. Uh, hey, Art, I was listening to you. Last night when you had the thing on it with Nostradamus. Yes. You know, and the changes. And that everything. was on Dreamland, uh, an expert on Nostradamus, yes. Right. And the changes that were going to be made, you know, in California. Yes. And they were talking about this thing about um, Mono. About what? Uh, Mono Lake, the volcano. Oh, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, we're talking about the winds. Uh, yes. And going through L.A. and everything. Well, I don't know if you've heard on... Listen to the news today. Oh, listen, I'm afraid I'm tough to uh, get anything on. Let me read you. Uh, strong winds blow through California. Dateline, Los Angeles, cold, strong winds swept through Southern California on Monday, toppling trucks on their sides, sending the wind chill to sub-zero levels in the mountains. Six cars crashed on an icy highway. Temperatures in the 30s, high winds, wind chills dipping in some mountain areas to as much as 10 degrees to 20 degrees below zero, according to the National Weather Service. Gusts to 67 miles per hour blew over at least six trucks along highways in San Bernardino and Riverside counties, causing minor injuries, closing two highways for up to four hours. Is that what you're talking about? Exactly what I'm talking about. Uh -huh. And now I'm wondering if these cold winds are going to change to the warm winds that were being talked about, you know, about Nostradamus' uh, prophecies. Uh, I, I don't know, but I can tell you that when we get winds here in southern Nevada, strong winds, which we're having now, we've had now for two days, winds uh, 30, 40 miles an hour constantly, it means uh, that you guys are getting slammed. And we're still getting those winds here, so you guys in southern California are going to continue to get slammed. Now, I'm in the middle of the valley, about, uh, say, 70 miles southwest of Fresno, and we don't normally get them here, but by golly, we've got them today. All right. And well, we I, had them yesterday, and they're terrible. I know. Yeah. I, I All right, ma'am. I appreciate your call. Thank you. Yes, I know about the winds. We've been having them here in the desert now for two, or is it going on three days? As they do in the desert, they came up from zero to 40 miles an hour. That's the way it happens. One moment, one second, you're at zero, and the next, you're at 40 miles an hour. And it's been blowing that way for two days. And, of course, it uh, rips into Southern California. And that continues to go on at this hour. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Turn your radio off, please. All righty. My name is Brian. Hi, Brian. Where are you? I'm in Dallas. Dallas, okay. Yes, and I just wanted to talk about Nostradamus. All right. Uh, I hear the world's going to end in 1999. I didn't hear your show the other night, but uh, a few of my friends told me about it, and I hear the world's going to end, and I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it. Who did, uh, who did, you want to hear the thoughts, my thoughts on the world ending in 1999? Yes. Hmm. Well, I guess I would say 
Get your affairs in order if you believe that. Hello there. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hello. Uh, yes. Hello. Hello. Oh, he's got his radio back on. People who turn their radios back on get blown off the air instantaneously. Uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Art. Uh, this is Kelly in uh, Whidbey, in Whidbey Island, uh, Washington. Hi, Kelly. Um, uh, a couple things uh, I wanted to run by real quick. Um, you had Ms. Uh, Ocean on Dreamland uh, a couple weeks ago. Right. Um, Lee Shargell, Dr. Lee Shargell, when you had him on a year or so ago, whatever it was, he also talked about dolphins being aliens. I don't think uh, Ms. Ocean said dolphins are aliens. Well, she said that at the very end of the program, she said that there was a uh, another dimensional connection that the dolphins had. Yes. And Shargell uh, also said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I was thinking about, uh, um, what would you think about opening the lines to uh, people who live near military bases or actually on military bases about uh, interesting sightings? Well, I'll add it to my list of possible lines I might open, all right? And uh, one uh, question. Yes. Is the lady who uh, does your uh, the, the uh, introduction on your uh, tape programs, Ramona? On the tape program? On the, you know, on the repeat. Oh, no. Uh, no, indeed not. Oh. She has a very lovely voice, and my, and, uh, my wife said that. Uh, she has a lovely name as well, which is Lisa. Oh. All right. Okay, well, thanks, Art. Now you can attach a voice to the name. It is Lisa. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Good morning. Hello, Art. Hello. Yeah, I was going to talk about what Major Ed Dames predicted. Okay, where are you? Uh, uh, Greenville, Pennsylvania. Okay. Well, go ahead. <laughs> Hello. Uh, yeah, I think Major Ed Dames is probably right on the money with his prediction. I mean, it's kind of, you know, taking the vent, you know, is kind of a really coming true, and uh, I would be pretty cautious in 99. Well, if, as the last caller said, the world's going to end in 1999, I'm not sure that's the moment for caution. <laughs> uh, maybe beforehand, huh? <laughs> yeah. I, as, as I told him, you know, if you believe that, then you should get your affairs in order. Well, I always have my affairs in order. And plan for a big year. Yeah. Yeah. And my feelings on those people down in South America... I think we should leave them alone. Do you? Yeah. Why mess with anything, you know what I mean? Well, it, it believe is. me, it's one thank you gigantic debate. It is a gigantic debate. And I tend to lean toward that answer myself, that I think that we should leave them alone. You know, there is a very basic part of me that tugs at all that I know to be wrong. I have been taught to be wrong. If I understand correctly, the Anamamo people, among other things, for example, if somebody dies, has a heart attack, drops dead, the Yanamamo a medicine man of one tribe will go into some sort of trance state, coming up with the name of a, uh, a person in another tribe that is responsible for this person dropping dead of a heart attack or dying in whatever way he died. And then they will go and kill that person. Now, by our standards, 
That's completely whacked out. But I, I mean, bear in mind, these people have probably been there for as long as we have, if not longer, in the rainforest, doing their own thing. And there's another, so a part of me is saying, come on, it's murder, it's brutal, it's horrible. But there's another part of me that says it's none of our damn business. And I'm not sure what is right. And I, I, I so it'll make, you know, it's a very, very interesting debate. East to the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Art. Hi. My name is Chad. I'm from Evansville, Indiana. Yes, sir. And I was wondering, do you have any special show on New Year's Eve night? I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet, New Year's Eve night. Oh, is that right? I can tell you I am going to be here Christmas Eve, going yeah. going into Christmas. Okay, and uh, one other question. I've heard you say before that you think the uh, government has a right for national security. Yes, I do. And, well, how do you justify your show sometimes in trying to expose uh, possible covers up that has to deal with that? Well, I I do justify it. I... I'm looking for the truth wherever it might lead. And if it leads in that direction, if it leads so in, it. yeah, and if it leads in that direction, uh, so be it. Uh, that's correct. All right. Well, I'm a huge fan of yours. I've been listening for about three months, and think you have the best show on the AM radio. Very kind of you. Thank you very much. I know it seems a contradiction, doesn't it? Kind of like, well, if I had the smoking gun in my hand. If I, if I, if I believe, you know, I would weigh it, whatever it was. Yes, our government has a right to national security. Bet your butt they do. Of course they do. And if you think that our enemies have laid down and have gone away, then, man, have I got a bridge for you, because they haven't. So, do we have a right to develop weapons, use intelligence services like the CIA? Of course we do. Now, there are some things that are classified as uh, under the, the great all-encompassing umbrella of national security that damn well don't belong there. So it would depend on what it was. I can't give you a blanket answer, but I can tell you that I will continue to pursue for as long as I am able the truth here, wherever it is that leads. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Er. I uh, missed the first part of your show, and I wonder if you could tell me in a nutshell what Stan Deo said about the solar activity. Yes. Uh, there has been a very, very large flare on the sun. A photograph of that has been captured by the SOHO satellite. Stan and others believe that it may be a precursor to a larger event, an ejecta. Should that occur in the next few days, it would be an interesting time here on Earth. Now, if you want to see a photograph of this major event on the sun, it's on my, we've got a, a link to the SOHO satellite uh, imagery, and it's quite a picture to see if you have a, a computer or, or you can get to one. Uh, but basically, Stan said that, that there has been an event, it may be a precursor to a larger event, and we should keep an eye on it. Okay, well, thanks a lot. Like you show art. Have a good night. And now, now, one more thing. Well, I guess he's already good. Are you there? Yeah, I'm still yeah. here. Okay, you remember what Ed Dame said? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. That, uh, uh, that'll do it then. <laughs> sounds like we better turn up our air conditioning. Uh, have, a, have, a, have a good morning, sir.
you know, I think it is reasonable to call attention uh, to a prediction when it's obviously been accurately made. Now, does that mean the rest is going to come true? Not necessarily. I just sat straight up when I heard the prediction, and I would imagine many of you are doing that as well. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, Art. This is Carrie and Chico. I'd Hello. like to address the issue of the gentle mama. Um, first of all, what, as Christians, make us think, not us, I'm not Christian myself, but why do we have the feeling that we need to go in and change people because they're not like us? And haven't Christians learned yet that they need to actually practice the, the humility, the mercifulness of the God they preach? But does the quality of mercy include allowing what Christians understand to be mortal sin to continue? That's not an easy question to answer. Yeah. I'm, I'm not all that Christian myself. I'm generally Christian. I generally certainly believe in a, in a creator. But, you know, I'm kind of like you. I'm out at the edge. <laughs> and I look at this, and I'm not really sure. Part of me says, part of me says they ought to be left alone. And, right. and part of me says somehow we ought to help. And I, right. I'm not sure. So I'm not. I'm trying to be honest with you. I don't. I don't. Haven't settled on a complete answer yet. Right. I understand that. I. I just don't understand how it is helping by us going in and totally destroying everything those people have known. Would we feel the same way about them coming into our life and doing that to us? I don't know. Uh, here's an interesting thing for you to consider. Mm-hmm. We have a very violent society. Yes, we do. If some alien came along zipping through space and offered us a solution that would end all violence on Earth, uh, would it be a good thing or a bad thing? If they taught us passively, yes. I think that would be good, giving us information and allowing us to make our own decision guiding us in a direction of peace, mm -hmm. that would be one thing. Mm -hmm. But going in and forcing it down our throat, no, I don't believe in that. And right, right. Typically uh, in the past, Christians have been... E evangelizing, in other words. Uh, in other words, yes. if it was an, an evangelistic type thing they were doing, Very much. it would be fine. Right. But to go Well, there, there are those, though, that I believe, even like the doctor, who don't believe that, who believe that even evangelizing is committing a kind of a sin, uh, breaking the prime directive, if you want to get Star trek -y about it, that, that we okay. shouldn't be talking to them at all, should leave them alone. Unfortunately, our paths have crossed already, <laughs> and there's, there's no turning back on that. Well, that um, might or might not be right. I don't right. know, that's another question we'll ask, but it, it will be a very, it's a very interesting debate I know I've got an interesting debate when I can't answer a question myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, we keep looking forward to uh, the answers on your show. So. All right. Thank you very much for the call, and take care. First time caller line, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, Art. Yes. Yes. Um... Turn, turn your radio off, please. Okay. I'll wait while you do that. All right. All set. Okay. Go. Where are you, sir? I am calling from um, Macon, Georgia. Macon. All right. Yes. What's on your mind? Yeah, my name is Amun. I'm from um, Macon, and I'm I'm calling in regards to um, <clears throat> one of your shows. You had a Native American on there at one time. I've had um, many on. 
Yeah. Uh, most recently, Robert Ghostwolf. Yes, I'm a, I'm a new I'm a new listener to your show. I, I work third shift and I listen to it. I catch it frequently, and um, you have a lot of interesting topics. Yes. And um, one of the things that I, I I wanted to do first of all is set the record. Excuse me. You you got some kind of noise going on there, sir? Feedback well, something? Well, I'm it's, it's the, I'm doing audit. I'm, I work at a hotel, so that's probably what it is. Oh, I see. All right. Well, anyway, very quickly. Yeah. Right. Um. I wanted to set the record straight on one of the one of the things that he was speaking about. One dealing because I'm part of the um, Yamasee okay. go, go, go right ahead and set it straight, sir. Okay. First of all, um, I think with a lot of the topics that you have on there, it's a play on people's intelligence. If people actually think that, like the like the topics of extraterrestrials, for instance, um, it's a play on anyone's intelligence. If you think that an extraterrestrial ship, like a saucer, it would be. You know, like the like the like the ships that's depicted that we see in the sightings and things of that nature. If a if a if a race of of beings were coming intergalactically, it wouldn't be necessary for a ship to be in a saucer shape, which is aerodynamic. So obviously, I believe that 85% of these these crafts that we're seeing have to be be building here because a craft. All right. What about the other 15%? Okay, now, now I'm not, I'm not discrediting that. I think they're authentic, and I know that is. A, it's, it All right, be, listen, it, I, I'm terribly sorry, but we are out of time. Uh, if you even think 15% are authentic, then you've made quite a statement. I personally, I can't say that. I don't know. And you're talking to somebody who's seen something. I just don't know what it was. We'll be back.